To say the least, it's been a difficult summer for the Nets. KD requested a trade. He asked for GM Sean Marks and head coach Steve Nash to be fired. Yesterday, Nash spoke out about his relationship with KD. Take a listen. I have you know, a long history with Kevin. And, uh, you know, I love the guy. Families have issues. We had a moment, and uh, it's behind us. You know, it's... That's what happens. I mean, it's, it's a common situation. Issues. All right, Shannon. <laughs> Will Nash and KD be able to coexist this season? They have to, but it's going to be very, very difficult. And I get what Steve Nash is saying, but it's hard when you know this player called for your job. Because when it came out that it happened, normally when things come out and Kevin Durant says, I didn't say that, he'll say, I didn't say that. At no point in time in the last three months since this thing has come to, that had been, uh, had been, uh, um, had gotten out, Kevin Durant has never, ever denied that he called for Sean Marks and Steve Nash jobs. I, how can he deny it? Exactly. He did. Exactly. So Steve Nash said, well, you know, uh, uh, that's not exactly oh, well, there might be some other things that weren't exactly, but exactly this, this, I feel very comfortable in saying this transpired. It's hard. Steve Nash doesn't have a choice, Skip, because he has to coach this team. He was bestowed a very, very, I don't know what, for lack of a better word, Skip, he was given a golden opportunity. He was. Because the guy that had no coaching None. experience was getting an opportunity to coach Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, a and, team that many and thought. James Harden. And James, yeah. and James Harden. Yeah. Well, Harden wasn't there at the time, no, but, but he but would later get James yes. Harden. So he landed into an ideal situation. Do you know how many head coaches would love to coach their very first coaching job would get a historically great player? Not Although say, in the bigger picture, you could say that could be a coach's worst, worst nightmare, nightmare, those yes. three. Okay. You, you might be right, Skip. So for me, and Skip, you still got that, that issue with KD asking for the head coach and general manager job. You still have Kyrie being Kyrie. And you have Ben Simmons. Now, Ben Simmons says, hey, my issues that I had in Philly, they're behind me now. I've, you know, gone to counseling. I've done all the things mm -hmm. that I need. My back is healthy. So we're going to see how that, how that plays out, Skip. But no, and, now, and another thing, it's not a foregone conclusion that Kevin Durant won't ask for a trade during the middle of the season or next year. So that's always because that's always going to be hanging over Brooklyn Nets' head mm -hmm. because he's done it before. But let me tell you something about Kevin Durant said. Kevin Durant said something very interesting back in 2018 when it came around LeBron James and the media attention that he commands create a toxic environment. He said, so much hype comes from being around LeBron from other people, Durant said. Has, <clears throat> he has so many fanboys in the media, even beat writers just fawn over him. I'm like, we're playing basketball out here. It's not even basketball at certain points. So I get why anyone want to, want to be in that environment because of toxicity. Mm -hmm. Remember, I used to say all the time, be careful because you'll become the very thing you despise the most in a person. Mm. Kevin Durant created a toxic environment. Mm. Toxicity. Did he create it? Yes, he did. He asked for the trade. Mm. He did that. Ky Him and Kyrie came together as a package deal. Did you not think they shipped out Karis LeBert and then with and Jared Allen because Kevin Durant didn't want James Harden or he wanted James Harden? Mm. Do you think Steve Nash is the head coach because Kevin Durant didn't or did want mm. him? Considering we're family, we had a great relationship. Remember, we worked together in Golden State. So that, that environment that Kevin Durant did not want, mm. he created one in Brooklyn. Mm. He created that. Uh. Own that. Own it. 
He yeah. does. No, does he, he does. backtrack? No, 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 no. no. He, he ain't all up. Yeah, you know, hey, everybody keep talking about family and family. Nah, 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 nah. Mm. My kids, my kids try to uh, 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 try to leave me. Talk about nah, dad. We 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 vacating your rights. You know, mm. long up. Whoa, whoa, y'all better slow this thing down. I'm not done all this for y'all. Y'all gonna talk about y'all ready to go this thing alone. <laughs> y'all better wait till y'all get 18 to get up mm, out of here. Mm. Ain't nobody no 14, 15 vacating mm. nobody's right. So first of all, I appreciate you bringing up that 2018 quote because yeah. that's my all-time favorite KD quote about LeBron. So many fanboys in the media. Go, KD, go. Yeah. And Bingo. So many, and so many fanboys Bingo. have let Kevin Durant skate. Mm. When he's done everything. I don't think anybody lets him. Oh, yeah, don't do that, Skip. He bites the hand that fed him an MVP. And he says, you guys don't know S.H. about basketball. And what basketball. do y'all do? And y'all still turn around. Even though the man say y'all don't know poop about basketball, mm -hmm. y'all still turn around and talk about he the best in basketball. <laughs> and he tells y'all y'all didn't know nothing. Mm. He said y'all don't know anything. Okay, so here's what actually happened through the offseason. Kevin Durant said, get me out of here because he was sick and tired of all the, as you say, bull jive from Kyrie Irving. Oh, he man. made a mistake. He followed the wrong guy to Brooklyn. He wants out. He, he's got to get out because the environment is no longer stable enough to produce a championship, says Kevin Durant. He's part of that environment. Okay, well, he, he's more follower than leader. Oh. He's never, never tried to own any kind of leadership. He just plays at a higher level than LeBron plays, but that's you a whole other issue. No, he's the best player on the planet. He's not the best leader on the planet, and you can that's say they're part, part it, right? and parcel. Uh, yeah. you, you can say, but but again, when it's time to ball, he just flat out balls with no drama. He just goes and plays. Just imagine, just imagine if LeBron and Steph Curry and Giannis could do all they had to do was ball. Ain't have to worry about leadership. Ain't have to worry about getting the guys ready mm. to make sure everybody's in the right frame of mind. Mm. Just imagine. Just imagine. If Magic and Bird and Jordan didn't have to worry about anything, I just go hoop. Yeah, that yeah. would be a great feeling to be able to have. LeBron James led the Lakers, led the Lakers to 33 and 49 last year, and they missed the play-in. Led LED the Lakers, led. What about that championship? Uh, interesting. Has Kevin Durant got a championship? Bubbleicious. Okay, does Kevin kept them together? Does Kevin? The oh, 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 Nobody oh, oh. else wanted to stay in the bubble except LeBron. Said. I smell an opportunity to steal a think, ring. Think about what you just said. A leader kept yeah. them together in oh, the bubble. Oh. Had Kevin Durant been in that situation, what would have happened? <laughs> uh, come on, Skip. So Kevin Durant was backed into a corner by Josiah, who just said, Kevin, I just gave you four more years. You, you, you owe me four more right. years. I'm not going to let you out. I'm not going to give you away. Right. I'm sorry. Right. So Kevin gets more and more desperate, and he says, uh-oh, I, I got to go with ultimatum. I got to say publicly, either you fire Steve Nash and Sean Marks or get let me go. Yeah. Because he thought maybe that would be enough, that that would just blow it up completely where Josiah would have no choice but to get him out from under Kyrie. He said, what if right? I keep all three of you? Well, Josiah yeah. said, I keep all three of and you. And he did, and he did that. And he had the right to do that. He had the power to do that. And he exercised said power. And I think every owner in the league stood up quietly and applauded him for saying, I'm going to hold you to the four years on your contract. And I told you, I don't love that about Kevin Durant because, unfortunately, you signed the dotted line and you got four more years that you owe that man upstairs. But Skip, right? Skip, I've heard you for six years that we've been on this show. You put leadership very, very high on your list when it comes to people being able to execute and play from uh, uh, Jordan and, and Kobe. Okay, but but and I have seen Kevin lead by example. I have seen him 
take over an Olympic team against competition that Shannon Sharp told me was way better than ever, that it was a threat to our dominance internationally. Isn't that what you told me? Way better. I saw him night after night say, I got this. You got, we're in trouble. I got this. Watch what I got. Watch this against Australia. Well, then why did he do that against Boston Celtics? Okay, why okay. did he say, I got this? The team, I got this. Watch the me team take over. had crumbled. Oh, that team crumbled. Well, you know it had. It, Everybody, he, he told, it, uh, who was it, uh, Mike James, he said before, we're, we're done. We it, shouldn't even go out there. Can he get it done or can he not? Okay, so now let's go back to Steve Nash. I feel sorry for Steve Nash because... Right out of the box, Kyrie says, we don't even need a coach. Right. That, that right there. That's when I really started feeling sorry for a guy, and our younger generation viewers out there probably don't remember this. Steve Nash won two MVPs back back. in this league. Back-to-back MVPs, and the second one was debatable because right. I thought Shaq, Shaq should have won it. I did too. But whatever, Steve Nash did that. He did it. At about, he's, they list him at 6'3", I don't know. Whatever. Might be 6'2"-ish. <laughs> One-ish. But, okay, 6'1"-ish. But he did that. He did? Back-to-back is hard. It's hard to win one, let alone back-to-back. He was that good. And speaking of leadership, everybody that I knew around the league would rave about quietly how Steve Nash led the Phoenix Suns. They went to dinners together. He organized them. He was a leader. They did never win at the highest level, but they were... They were pretty great. Well, they came close until they Robert Orr shoved him. Then Amari came off the bench, and that was it. That was it against my San Antonio yep. Spurs. That was as close as they ever got. Yep. But the point is, I respect what this man did. Right. It doesn't matter one ounce once he becomes a head coach in this league because as the years pass, less and less do the players in that locker room have respect for the fact that once upon a time, many, right. many moons ago, right. he won back-to-back MVPs. But – he deserves more respect than these guys are giving him. Right. So for me personally, if I were in Steve Nash's shoes, I don't think I could ever quite get over this one. Well, He's saying all the right things. Right, but it, th- this was huge for him to admit. And we saw the little quote. He didn't say it with much force. He didn't say it with his chest. But he said, you, you heard it right there. It was a little garbled. But, but we had a moment, and it's behind us. But he admitted we had a moment, yes. meaning we had to hash this out. Skip, it's different. LeBron James saying, okay, I don't want to play for David Blatt anymore. There's no prior history between LeBron James and David Blatt. And David Blatt was gone. I mean, LeBron got him gone, and that's fine with me because I never saw anything from David Blatt where I said, oh, he's the answer from Cleveland, right? Kevin Durant and Steve Nash had a history prior to them ever linking up in Brooklyn. Yeah. Golden State, right. And, and Kevin does know and appreciate basketball history, and he knows full well what Steve Nash did on the basketball But court. here's the thing what a leader would have done. When Kyrie says we don't need a coach, a leader would have said, hey, Steve Nash was, was a great mind. I, I got a great it. basketball player, and we can all learn a lot. But that's not what he did. He allowed this thing to get out there, and it festered. And so now you undercut the man. That's your head coach. And so everybody's like, well, Kyrie said we don't need no head coach. Kyrie, what you think we should do? Katie, what you think we should do? That's what leaders do. Even when your boy says something that's out of pocket, a leader, hey, that was wrong. You shouldn't have said that. And now you come out and says, okay, yeah, we do need a coach. Okay, I got it. But after Kevin issued his ultimatum, if I were Steve Nash, and this is very easy for me to say sitting right here in this chair, 
I, I would have quit. No, I ain't I, quit. I would have just said, I ain't no, even I'm run out. Me off. He ain't running me off. Okay. But I still believe Steve Nash is respected enough that he could get another job in this league. I'm, and maybe that's what he needs is to start fresh somewhere else with a team that's more coachable than this team. But here's the thing, Skip. How you going to get another job? They say, well, hell, you couldn't win with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. How the hell depends, you? It depends if they know what the real score was behind the scenes. Yeah, we know the real score. Was. First of all, coaches, unless you like a pop, that you can command. I mean, your first – I mean, Pop over time, Pop got Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan bought in. He had the, uh, he had David Robinson at the tail end. Skip, if you get your best player to buy in – it's all about Tim Duncan. He was Tom Brady for Popovich. Thank you. He, he Thank was you. the one who went in the locker room every afternoon and said before the game, just, just, just ignore Thank him. You. It's okay. Thank because you. Pop is getting away with what Belichick used to get away right. with, and Belichick's having to change with the times because he doesn't have the Brady buffer anymore. The same thing. If Tim Duncan would have said, man, we don't need no coach, well, Pop oh. is rendered useless. Useless. If Tom Brady said, we don't, man, come on, hey, I got which is rendered useless. So by, by them doing what they did to Steve Nash, everybody, they're not listening to him. I agree. They're not listening. And, and yet, when I watch him actually coach, I'm not sure what he does. So I haven't been able to grade him high as a strategic coach. And it, it might be because they're impossible to coach. It might be because they don't listen to anything right. he says. It might be because they say, no, I'm not coming out. You know, that, that might be the case, Skip. But you know, any great coach, any coach, if he's ever had great players, he's never going to get the credit that he deserves. You, Steve Nash, I think Steve Nash, but you got Steph Curry. He just got the greatest shoot of all time. Look at the situation that he got. Look at Jordan. Look at Phil Jackson. He had Jordan. He had Pippen. He had Kobe. He had Shaq. He did. Tim Duncan. You had Tim Duncan. You had Admiral. You had Kawhi. You had Tony Parker. You had Mark. They're never going to get the credit. So, it does, I mean, Pat Rock. Damn, Pat, you did have Magic and Kareem for a decade. You should have won five championships. Okay, I'm glad you brought up <laughs> Phil Jackson. I was around him for a year, 1998. Got to know him a little bit. Got to observe him very closely. He was the greatest juggler of superstar egos yes, I've ever seen. That's what you got to be. He, he was an average at best player in the league for the Knicks, right. as you remember, on a championship right. team. But he he's six feet, eight inches tall, so he could literally stand up to the players in the locker room, and they respected him because of his size, right. his stature, and the way he commanded the locker room right. because he had that Zen master sort of presence right. to him. I don't sense any real presence from little Steve Nash. No. So they're all looking down on him. Even Kyrie, I think, is looking a little down on but him. But here's the thing. The thing that Phil had working for him is that he got Jordan to buy in. Once Jordan bought he in, did. Shaq and Kobe's going to buy he in, did. Scotty Pippen and everybody else. Skip, Steve Nash has never had those guys buy in. Nope. So if Kyrie and KD not buying in, why the hell am I going to buy in? Yeah, and I think Steve Kerr's attitude is more, hey, do, do you guys know who I who I used to be? Do, right. you, do you know who I am? I'm Steve Nash. I got two. Yeah. There have been, been, been a lot of guys that's won MVPs, but there have been, been very few that's won back-to-back. I mean, okay. you talk about the you talk, skip. You talk about grace of the great. You talk about Chamberlain and Russell and Bird and Magic and Jordan, LeBron and Giannis. Little old Steve Kerr, little old six. Okay, give him six three. Steph Curry, back to back. That's the category that the man's in. That's what no true. matter what you think about him as a head coach, as a player, he did that. He he wasn't a great shooter, but he was a good shooter, yeah. and he was a great passer. He did, he didn't shoot a whole lot, but he was his free throw percentage. I think he's like 90 percent. He was. He can make the three. He didn't take a whole bunch of me. Nope. Steph Curry shooting threes. No. Nope. But when he shot him, you ex I expect him to go in because that's how good a touch he had. He had a touch. 
and, and you want to talk about distribute, they ran that offense where he'd be in the middle and just distribute all oh, around. They, they, yeah, they, they was getting up and down. And, and it was seven seconds or less where they are rolling up yes. and down the court. Yes. Okay, so the point is Kevin, Kyrie, James, maybe even Ben Simmons, they're like, and? You know, like, right. uh, I, that was a long time ago. Because you know what it is, Kip? Every last one of those players look at and says, I'm better than Steve. Now. That is correct. Every <laughs> one of them. So, yeah, you won those MVP, but Kyrie, th- Kyrie doesn't have a, a league MVP. But he says, I'm better than Steve Nash. KD, I'm better. James Hart, I'm better. Absolutely. So, Skip, it's not, especially that, because obviously, you know, you look at it, Phil, and you look at it, Pop, and Steve yep. Kerr, obviously they think they're better than those guys. But are you talk about a guy that's won MVPs, and you already bro, bruh, that ain't got nothing to do. He's trying to coach you. He's trying, it's not your resume against his now. Okay. The final reason I still feel sorry for Steve Nash is now he's got to deal with a Ben Simmons. Let, let's ask if we could put <laughs> Doc on a lie detector right now. What do you think he would say about coaching Ben Simmons? He would say it's impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to coach him. Right. It's hard to coach KD. It's the hardest to coach Kyrie. And now, good luck, Steve Nash. The problem is, Skip, everybody wants a, a boatload of good players. But the more boatload, the more good players you have, the more egos that become involved. And the, the more and more you have to massage those egos. I agree. Egos. Unless one of the three is completely the bought best, in. The like, best one. Right. Kevin, if, Kevin Durant bought, if Kevin Durant bought in hook, line, and sinker yep. and addressed the Kyrie situation from the jump, everything would have been smooth. Sailing. And now the whole locker room knows Kevin wanted him gone. Yes. Well, well this is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. That's what I think. Substitute. Okay. Ah, oh, man, you're not my real teacher. You, you, <laughs> you, you, I want you, you're supposed to be up out of here. But it's, it's tough, Skip. It's tough because you mentioned they had a relationship. Kevin Durant wanted him. When Sean Marsh came to him, we think about hiring Steve Nash. Oh, yeah, I worked okay, with him. Remember in Golden State, it was a stress-free relationship because he was just an advisor on the right, fringe. Right, So you could have nice little chats after practice. Right. Like, no big deal. Right. He, he doesn't have to command the room. But they die, he down there working with Steph and KD yep. and getting them right and one-foot shots it. and all this I and blindfolded. Yep. And the man wanted me gone. <laughs> Damn, KD, I thought I was Ooh. your boy. Whew. I wouldn't My want to be favorite Steve. quote on the topic <laughs> no. yesterday, guys, came from Markeith Morris, who said, hey, I broke up with my wife several times, and we're still married. Yeah. <laughs> He's giving you a run for your money on relationship <laughs> analogies, Shannon. <laughs> Man, keep out of mind. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp 
com slash undisputed pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, switching, switching gears, guys. Let's go back to the NFL. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson, of course, they failed to agree on a contract extension before the start of the season. Now, Hall of Famer and Raven great Ed Reed says Lamar needs to be smart about how he plays because if he gets hurt, the organization not going to pay him as much. Shannon, do you agree with Ed Reed? Yeah, and now Lamar understands that. Lamar understands he's taking a, a ginormous risk. I don't know if a player is taking more of a risk because people like, well, Dak broke his ankle. Dak play was not predicated on his legs. A l- large part, 80% of what Lamar Jackson, what makes him dangerous is his ability to run. Correct. He can throw the football, and he's gotten better every game this year of throwing the football. He has. But the thing that fears, that put the fear of God in every defensive coordinator that keeps them up at night, Skip, and where everybody else has gone home, they're rewinding that film. Re- re- is that man legs. He knows any injury to those greatly reduces his value, not only to the Ravens or to any team. He's potentially looking at a $50 to $100 million pay cut if he were to get injured. I, I pray, all I do is pray that at some point in time, I don't know if it's the regular season, a playoff game, or the Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson walks off that field with his helmet in his hand, and he's healthy. That's all I ask. That's all I want for this young man. I love the way he's playing. He's taking a ginormous risk, but he's willing to bet on himself. He says, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. Yep. They're not offering me what I think I deserve, what I've done, and what I... Because, Skip, this is the thing what people need to understand. When they give you 200, 100, whatever they give you, Skip, they're not giving it on what you've done. They're giving it on basis on what they believe you can do moving forward. Because they say, we've already compensated you for that. It wasn't like you was playing for free and all of a sudden you about to get a lump sum of money. We, what can Lamar Jackson do for us moving forward? Lamar says, oh, so y'all think I'm only going to be, I'm only worth 180 or 200 million moving forward. No, I'm worth 275. No, I'm worth They don't want to guarantee it on the back end of the contract. Lamar wants the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He said everything on the Sean contract guaranteed, the punctuation, the capitalization, every, everything. Every bit of He said that's what I want. Yep. And so he understands that he's taking a risk, Skip, and he's willing to roll the dice. But this is business. Because, Skip, if I can get something, I mean, if you could have bought your Corvette for 50000 you wouldn't have paid the money that you paid for it. That's smart business. So you always trying to get the best deal possible for a same-said item. They're trying to get Lamar Jackson at a, ba- at a, at a bargain. And Lamar says, nah, I ain't doing no bargain. So y'all need to go on down there to another store. Even the dollar store, Skip, they, they ain't a dollar. They ain't 99. They charge a dollar nine, dollar 19. It used to be the 99 cent store. <laughs> so Lamar Jackson say, bro, I'm sorry. He said, I appreciate y'all giving me this opportunity to play quarterback, but I need 275. I need 300. Skip, before I turn it over to you, the thing that I like the most, the way he's playing now, and he understands the risk, it's forced him. I ain't taking these unnecessary hits. He's getting down. He's getting out of bounds. So that's a blessing in disguise. So maybe in future, he understands. You know what? Hell, I don't need to be Derrick Henry. Why the hell I'm trying to be Derrick Henry? Why I'm trying to be Gronk? Trying to run over P. Linebacker and try to run through DB. Nah, let me slide. Let me get out. Throw that blinker on. Hit a right. Get mm-hmm. on up out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Live to see another day. I, I, I'm just hoping that he can walk <sighs> up that field healthy. So am I. 
and I still fear for this young man. I believe in him. I think I believe in him even more than you have. Mm -hmm. And this situation troubles me. It, it, it upsets me at the deepest level because, because it's a business. I feel like the Ravens are taking advantage of what this young man is made of mm -hmm. because what makes him tick is what allows them to sit back and say, we, we ain't going to guarantee. Right. What makes him tick is he will do anything to win a football game. Right. If he needs to use the legs that God gave him, he'll use them. Right. And I agree with you. He's been more careful than normal. But when push comes to shove and a game's going to be on the line, I know what he's made of. He will fight you to the death. Right. Because he is the, the definition to me of a baller. Yeah. At quarterback. And it's not, it's unusual that you find a baller at quarterback, but he's got that in him because the quarterbacks are usually sort of above it all, like Brady. I don't, I don't ever use the word he's a baller. Right. Well, he's a gamer, but he's not a baller right. because he can't really ball the way he plays football. Brady ain't trying to run over nobody no, to get no first no. down. <laughs> no, but Lamar can throw it. Yes. I, all he did was win the MVP in yes. this league, which we just talked about Steve Nash. And he's I think he's thrown for three to touchdowns in every okay. game this year. He has. Looks better and better. He's a dart thrower to me. And, and he throws that sweet deep ball. It, again, it's not the prettiest thing I've ever seen, but it really works. Right. And he throws spirals. Right. He throws pure spirals. He has a nice compact throw in like, like even yeah. Peyton in, in his heyday, he threw the biggest bunch of wobblers and ducks. <laughs> they got there because he would speed read it and get rid of the ball fast. Right. But, but Lamar throws a prettier pass than Peyton ever did to mm -hmm. my eye. But okay. anyway, that's just me. All right. So the problem here is the, the catch-22 is, and, and I, I love Ed Reed. You didn't quite play with him. He came no, no. just he came, after he came but, after He came after me. He was drafted But, but after he me. is a, one of the most decorated Ravens ever. Oh, the best safety here, best safety ever play. Ever play. And Rod Woodson's up there. But Yeah, I play, I play I with Woody. Play with yeah, let's do it. I watched a football life of Rod Woodson just randomly when I was on the treadmill on Saturday. What, what a life he had. I'm sorry to do yeah. this, but, but he's a – he is a good man. He's a good dude. Woo. People don't realize how big he was and how fast. Rod ran sub 4'3 he, he at like 215 pounds. He was a track star. He was. Coming out of college. I mean, he, he said, I thought about trying, right. shooting for the Olympics. Right. I think he could have won some medal. Yeah. Okay. So what Ed Reed says is, is beautiful. It's right on point. But he's saying, I don't want him to play scared or anything because I don't think he's going to do that because he won't. Right. But he has to be smart because it's a business. Well, it's it's oxymoronic to me because you're trying to be smart while doing what you do right. in a, a violent, dangerous game. Correct. Man, it's hard. Rest. How do you how do you stop yourself from competing at the highest level? Well, just just say it's going to be some fourth quarter, some late, last ditch drive. Right. You know what he's going to do? Right. He's not going to get down. He's going to try to run through some people if he needs five yards for a first down. Right. He, he's built like that. He's made like that. And yet the Ravens sit back and say, well, that's why we don't want to guarantee the money because we don't trust it. The last last year down the stretch, he missed, what was it, four games? Right, missed a couple of games the year before. Yep. So can, he, can, you, can you get better at being smarter and safer? Yeah, yep. a little bit. Yep. But, but there's, there's always going to be some degree of high risk here. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah, but they'll, they'll, you're right. There'll come a time in the game where you throw caution to the wind. 
and I need the first down. So I got to run through somebody or I got to, you know, split two people. I got to do something that could potentially put my body in harm's way, uh, put your body in, in more of harm's way than, say, normal. Um, Ed, Ed know firsthand because Ed didn't finish his career in Baltimore. He had to take his show on the road because he thought he was worth a, uh, worse, worth a little more. And the Ravens draw, the Ravens says here, this is where we are. Now, they might be willing to go a little over that line, but they're not going to go exponentially over that line. That's how they are. You see Suggs. Now, two of the other great players finished there. Uh, Ray, J.O., but a lot of the Jonathan other... Augie. Jonathan Ogden. Jonathan mm-hmm. A lot of the other great players, be it Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, Jamal Lewis, Todd Heat, they had to go elsewhere. It's a business. It's a business. As, as much as it's family feeling... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...in, in Baltimore, and yeah. you know better than anybody yep. what it feels like, mm-hmm. the tradition, yes. the unity, the, the pride you take walking into that locker room and walking out of that yes. locker room to the, to the field. Right. It's, it's a business. Right. And they're going to treat you like... Merchandise. At, at, at know, the end like, of the day, that's okay. that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, and, and they've had great players. I mean, Marsha Yonda, who's going to the Hall yep. of Fame, the all t- uh, all pro guard. But Skip, at the end of the day, they've all these guys that I mentioned together <laughs> didn't stand to get a signing bonus like what this young man's about to get. Well, I, Skip, I got, this man's about to I get two hundred. He wants two hundred and seventy-five. Skip franchises. You, uh, 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 Mr. B, bought the Broncos for sixty-eight million. Yeah. Jerry Jones paid one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred and thirty million for yeah. the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He's about to get money that you could actually buy a franchise for years ago. That's true. So. To underscore just how much I believe in Lamar Jackson, I made the case on my podcast last week. To me, on the football field, he's a much better role model than Tom Brady ever thought about being yeah. because Lamar, there's no emotional outbursts. Nah, he ain't yelling, screaming. He ain't slamming no tablets. He nah. doesn't do anything. Yeah. He doesn't scream at his teammates. He doesn't point fingers the way Aaron he's does. No, he's no, he makes a bad throw. He's like, my bad. He, he that's does. He, he, he tell the coach, I mean, you hear him mic'd up, that's on me. I, I, I got to do a better job. Than that. I, I'll get it back. Does he get into it with opponents? I don't no. ever see it. Does nah. he scream at referees? I, boy, I, nah. Does he run down the field and get in a referee's face? I don't. Nah. You make the case. He couldn't get away with that, and you're probably right about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but the point is, He's the essence of what I would want as the leader of my football team and this, the face of my franchise. But he's playing a dangerous game, a dangerous way, mm-hmm. and they're saying, well, you know what? It's a business, and, and we got to sort of uh, we got to protect ourselves here, so right. we, we can't guarantee your full contract. Right. But if you want to go ahead and go on and you know, be on a mission to win an MVP and show us up, God bless you, son. Go. Ooh, right? Man. Okay. Man, Skip, he wins the MVP. Okay, <laughs> but but they especially if they go on and win more than, than if, he, if, if he if he can yeah yeah he would like to win but I don't like this notion that oh we're gonna tie this 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 monumental contract to winning in the playoffs there are a lot of guys that got big time contracts sure. that didn't win in the playoffs so I don't want you just to tie this I don't want him to he's the goat now all of a sudden he gets up his opportunity to kick the ball and you move the goalposts on him okay I got it but you know how Flacco who I used to call Fluco yes. you know how he got his money they oh, he, went and won the Super Bowl they did right yes and Ray and company had a whole lot to do with that, right. but he played. Oh, he played unbelievable time. in the playoffs. Unbelievable. He played unbelievable. Okay, and he won a at the time the biggest contract in pro well, football. Well, uh, Lamar says if I win the Super Bowl, it's four hundred million. Now. Okay, so well, what, and, and, and well, you and, could be right. And Steve Bashotti might be saying, if you go win the Super Bowl, I will happily give you four hundred million because <laughs> I'm going to be a happy man. Steve would definitely. He definitely wants another one of those things. Yep. Come on, Lamar. 
Big test for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens this weekend, guys. The Buffalo Bills come calling. Ooh, wow. All Talking right. Cowboys, draft choices, and Jerry Jones. Skip, let's turn the floor back over to you. Okay, allow me to reiterate. Okay. I do believe that Jerry Jones deserves far more credit than he gets for having final say on their drafts because they have drafted the most Pro Bowl players since 2000. That's, that's pretty great. That's pretty good. 71% of their roster was drafted by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. That's tops in the NFL. And yet, I don't know if that's great or bad because he won't go play in free agency at all. And the, the Rams showed him, well, watch what we'll do. We'll just quick fix it right here. We'll go boom, boom, boom. Right. And it's going to be F them picks. And here we go. Right. And Jerry's saying, no, we love our picks because we score with our picks. And to his credit, he shocked me. I, I think he just scored with this rookie class. Yeah, he, the, the rookie, I mean, uh, um, Tyler, Smith. Tyler Smith is playing really well, Skip. But, Jerry, you can't have it both ways. You can't say you have no idea the size of the check that I would write because most of the teams, Skip, they spit in free agency. Teams, go look at the teams that Super Bowl. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look at Kansas City. I, look I at cannot the argue. I cannot argue. Okay, speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how did they – turn it on its head and go win a championship during a pandemic year in 2020. Well, somehow Tom Brady said, I'll go there. Right. It's about the quarterback. Right. You made the case before we got rudely interrupted. You, you said, well, wait a second. It's Jerry's fault. He keeps hiring puppet coach after puppet coach who, <laughs> who are incapable of inspiring a locker room and motivating a football mm -hmm. team because you want to coach the coach. You, right. you want to be the puppet master. Okay. You, you, you got me on that. But in the end, it's beyond just the coach. It's about the quarterback. So for all of Jerry's great draft picks, I hark back to Jerry's first year owning the team, and into their laps fell the number one overall right. pick. It was yeah. number one. Yeah. And it was somewhat of a close call. But in the end, they said, we want that quarterback at that point at UCLA. He was at Oklahoma, okay. but he finished at UCLA. Right. We want Troy Aikman. And it got off to a little bit of a rocky start between Jimmy and Troy, but then... Super Bowl started happening, as you well know, and it right. should have been like four in a row, maybe five. They got three, thanks in large part to, to Troy Aikman. Thanks in large part. They only got three thanks in large part. The guy that you gave credit <laughs> okay, for, right. for drafting he, those players. He, he, and he fires Jimmy Johnson yes. after two Super Bowls. That's a whole other story. But the point is, since Troy Aikman, help me out, they've spent how many first-round picks on quarterbacks? None. None. They spent a second rounder on Quincy Carter out of Georgia, and I thought it might be pretty good, but it never worked. He had some okay? issues. It just, he had some issues, and it never quite got off the ground. Right. That's the, the only high, quote-unquote, pick that they ever spent on a quarterback. And then Tony Romo falls out of heaven, undrafted out of Eastern agent. Illinois. He's, he's undrafted. <laughs> he's a street-free agent after the draft. And guess what? He makes four Pro Bowls. Well, that's, that's pretty good, right. but I always thought Tony had a little bit of a ceiling to right. him where – because he's a rambling gambler in the pocket. And, and after a while, you can only go so far with that, throwing jump balls to Des Bryant, right? right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the, the point is, then right on schedule, just when you thought Tony's going to finish his career in Dallas, he's got three, four more years playing for Daddy Jerry upstairs. Mm -hmm. What happened? Dak falls out of heaven into their laps <laughs> in the fourth round. Right. Well, it's, it's impossible. It's almost Brady-esque. It's not quite because sixth round. But, but, again, it's rare that your fourth rounder becomes your perennial starting quarterback right. and that you pay him $75 million for the first year of a contract. Right. But it happened. 
But is Dak good enough to go win multiple Super Bowls? I hope so, but I, I have Yeah, you hope he can win multiple playoff games. Okay. Forget uh, multiple okay, Super Bowls. Okay, thank you, because he's won one playoff game, and what is he, one in three in right. playoff games. To your point, it, it, it comes down to quarterbacks. You can draft all the supporting cast you want. You can have an all-time great offensive line. You can draft, just, just name them. They're pro bowlers everywhere. CD did make the, play, the pro bowl last year. Okay, and yet in the end, your quarterback is, well, now I'm over here wishing and hoping that Cooper Rush ends up better than Dak Prescott because that's <laughs> all I have to show right now because I, I can't defend Dak over the last year or so right. back to that opening Thursday night. I, I think what you're saying is that you need the quarterback, and Jerry said I'll put enough talent around the quarterback that they'll be able to come, overcome the quarterback play. Yeah. And I don't know if you can do that. Maybe there was a point of time when Jerry first got the team. Yeah, maybe. You could surround the quarterback with enough talent mm -hmm. and he could overcome that. You could overcome that. I just don't believe that to be the case now, Skip. Because the quarterback, because team defenses will force you to make that guy make a play. They'll make him become a participant and not and, and not a cheerleader. Okay. I got it. Yet yeah, Mel Kuyper gave this past draft, the, yeah. this last one a C-plus, and he finishes by saying this is a risky group. Right. Well, guess what? Tyler Smith, could he could make some Pro Bowls. Right. He looks that good to me because one thing Mike McCarthy did not overstate, he said he's gotten better every game. Well, to my eye, and I'm, I'm not grading tape, but to my eye, he's gotten better yeah. every game. And I thought he was really good against the Giants because he road grades at right. left tackle. He blows people up. Yeah. He moves people out of the way. Mm -hmm. And I told you, I, I didn't hear from, I know an assistant coach at Tulsa, but I didn't hear until after we'd done our opening, I think it was the A block that right. day after they took Tyler Smith number one overall. And he said, hey, you, you're missing the boat on Tyler Smith. He's a monster. Right. Well, it, maybe they knew something nobody well, else did. Well, Skip, thus far, he's been way, way better than Evan Neal, who was at Alabama, who was he a was. top 10 draft pick. Okay, he was a top 10. And... Yet, I'm reading this story about Tyler Smith, and it says, if Tyler Smith keeps improving, the Cowboys will have a tough decision to make about who their starting left tackle will be when Tyron Smith does come back. Well, Ty I don't believe Tyron Smith comes back until next year. Okay. And now, Skip, given his cap number, given the money that he's made, do you even bring him back, given know. his history? Okay. They picked Tyler Smith to their credit. They knew this was coming on Tyron Smith. They knew the clock was ticking. So I give, I got to give him kudos yeah. because you saw it and you went out and you found a diamond in the rough because right. Tulsa, they did play Ohio State and, and he graded well against Ohio State. But then the assistant is, is texting me saying, do you realize if, if he's coming back for his final year, Tyler Smith wanted to transfer and go through the portal to Alabama and they were already offering him, according to the assistant, a nice chunk of NIL money. Right. So they saw it. They knew it, what, what was coming. And, right. and Dallas, Will McClay, tells Jerry Jones, I think we got to go here. And Jerry says, plunge. Right. Let's do it. But Mel Kuyper's like, this is risky because he obviously led the nation in yeah. penalties. And he's still... A whole he got waiting two, to happen. He, he, got, he got two uh, old Monday night. And, and yet, he blows so many people up that I'm saying, okay, I, I'm seeing potential all-star here, as in making the Pro Bowl. I just think the thing is, Skip, the thing that you worry about is him getting the hole at the most inopportune time. You look, you're, you're, late the, you're late in the ball game, Skip, and you're behind, and then you get a big play, and then holding hey. number 73, I already okay. know you're going to lose your mind. I got you. They had four <laughs> defensive penalties the other night. They gave New York first downs. Right. They're still, to me, the most undisciplined team in the National Football League, though I still think they're a very good team. Let's get one of the penalties. 
Dude, the 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 tight end is throwing the ball back to the official, and the de the safety spikes the football. He did. Donovan, Donovan Wilson Skip, led you, them in tackles. Skip, why would you do that? You mean why would you do it, or why would you throw the flag? No, no. Why would you do is that? It, why would you spike the football? What okay, would... I I don't know. <laughs> well, it doesn't get you anywhere. No, it's, just, it's useless. It's it's undisciplined. It's poorly coached. I'm like, come on, bro. Okay, it's a come on, bro. I I got it, and and yet. That's who Mike McCarthy is and is not. So that's the problem. I, I agree with the coach problem, but the, the talent pipeline that Jerry keeps plugging into the locker room is extreme. But Skip, something there's a disconnect somewhere. It is. You got the most Pro Bowlers selected in the past two decades, yet you only have three playoff wins to show for it. Okay. So, so where is the disconnect? Is it player coach? Is it qu quarterback player? Is it ownership? Is it Jerry? Wanting to, like you said, he wants to coach the coach. He does. Yeah, it, it, it's just hard to believe because, like, you're not finna address the team. No coach I played for, the owner was gonna address the team <laughs> after the coach. The last voice we hear before we touch that, hit that, hit that door to go to the field was gonna be Brian Billick or or, or Mike Shanahan. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's how it should be. And the first person voice that we're gonna hear after a win lose or draw is going to be the head coach, not the owner. And the owner is not going to conduct a post-game press conference out in the hallway yeah. with all the gathered media. No. Not going to do it. No. But that's how Jerry owns and operates this team. Right. It still boils down to, number one, the performance of the quarterback, and number two, the ability of the, the, of the coach to, to inspire the team. I, listen, Jimmy Johnson, I've never in my career seen anything like the force field that was Jimmy in mm -hmm. a locker room. It was motivation by fear in a way, but it was also just awe. They were in awe of Jimmy Johnson. Well, it's rare. I think Mike Shanahan had that. Oh, yeah. That, that, that oh, quality of yeah. where you're a little bit afraid of him, but you're definitely in awe of who he is and how much in command he was. Skip, the thing was there was no in-between. There was no general manager, head coach. Well, nope. The GM wanted me, but the coach didn't. The coach wanted me, but the GM didn't. They were intermingled. Yep. And so you were in that locker room. If you won a 53, you was there because the guy that was standing up there addressing you wanted you to be there. And you knew that. There was no boot, there was no boot, all that late and miss, uh, you, you late for this and you miss weight. Mike wasn't playing that. And guys knew that. Mm -hmm. There has to be a healthy, Skip, there has to be a healthy level of fear and respect for the head coach. You got it. Because let me tell you how they got, the guys are like here, they'll run over you, they'll walk over you. Because if you let them have one pound this week, they're going to come over five pounds the next week. And then come Thanksgiving, they're going to be 10 pounds overweight. That is correct. And then if you let them be too late, two minutes late for a meeting, then all of a sudden. It. And that you just, in a nutshell, you just described my Cowboys. <laughs> That's what's wrong with my Cowboys. Yet, I'm looking at this draft. I didn't love Sam Williams at Ole Miss because I watched two or three Ole Miss games and he never popped for right. me. Mel Kuyper said, well, he doesn't play the run at all. He's starting to pop for me already. He can get after the quarterback. He can get after the quarterback. That's the art. I mean, okay. if he's able to play the run, play the run. Man, look okay. at it. You can get anybody to play the run. Go get the quarterback. Okay. Because so, the running back is not as valuable as the quarterback. I want to get that guy that has the ball it. 65 times in his hands a game. Okay, so Tyler Smith looks like a hit. Yeah. And Sam Williams looks like you hit. And then you love Jake Ferguson. We're going to the fourth round. Yeah. Because it looks like they scored with him. Right. Jalen Tolbert looks like a swing and miss so far. I don't yeah. want to put too much pressure on the kid. But he, he put just, pressure on himself. He said he was changing the culture. That's what he said. I'm going to go help <laughs> help change the culture. Okay, but still, if you hit on three of your first four, yeah. most teams don't do that. And he does it routinely year after year. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's why year after year people say, 
This looks on paper. This looks like the most talented team. It, but here's the thing, Skip. At some point in time, it's like a basketball team or a baseball team. You keep winning 100 games without no World Series. People gonna start looking at you. So and you start draft. You keep drafting all these Pro Bowlers, and you don't got more than three playoff wins in three decades. People are like and well, so what's he got us? Okay, I tell you all the time, it's a quarterback's game. Mm -hmm. He has to play at a high enough level for you to win the game. Yes. And Dak has not played consistently yeah. high enough level to win the game. Yep. You got to be grateful. You got to be really good to great for three to four games now, especially with the added. So everybody's playing with the exception of no one. See, you're going to need to be really good to great for four games. And yet, for all his drafting, they don't ever draft a quarterback high. They just don't do that. That's not how they play the game. Well, they feel they got to, they, the quarterback is, is good enough. We just put better players around him. Yep. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> not in football. Nope. Cowboys taking on the Commanders this Sunday, gentlemen. That'll be a good one. All right, DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams, you remember all that drama? Well, they haven't spoken since mm. the Suns were what? eliminated from the playoffs. Skip and Shannon dive into that one on the other side of this break.